we are going to start part three of the gifts of the Spirit. We left off at the gift of healing, so that's where we're going to start this one today. And again, we have Pastor Judy Johnston and Pastor Chuck Sweet with us. Thanks, guys, for joining again. Amen. Thanks for asking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a pleasure. That is for sure. So obviously, the gift of healing was a huge part of Jesus's ministry. We can go through tons of verses and just talking about uh, examples of, of Jesus healing people. And it also became a, a huge part of the disciples' ministry. Peter was so filled with the gift of healing that uh, I think it's in Acts 5 where people positioned themselves on the street so when Peter would walk by, his shadow would fall upon them with the hope of being healed. Amen. I think, I, you're right, but I think that what he was so filled with was the presence of God. Yeah, absolutely. Not so much the gift of healing, but mm. I think he was... It manifested which, in which, yes. which was part of that. Yes, absolutely. Under, understanding, and, and Pastor Judy, you're absolutely correct, the presence of God is the fullness of who he is. That's and, what we should be pursuing. Yes. We should not be pursuing specific gifts. No. But pursue God, pursue encounters with God, pursue Him, and it all yeah, follows. The, the gifts line up, mm. and the gifts will be available when they're needed. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Peter, and and I so love that section of, of Scripture. That's <laughs> If I were to have a somebody that I would model after besides Jesus, it would be Peter. And, mm. and that's, you know, I would love to be able to be the one that just, <laughs> you know, th- here's this guy who was, you know, he denied Christ. He, he was he was a bare-knuckle fisherman. I tr- You know, I, I really believe this. He was probably a blue-collar guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if they had flannel shirts, he would have worn one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if he was a bar brawler, but I'm pretty sure he was. He was Probably. just based upon some of his responses. Um, just even in the garden, he hauls out a sword and wax sword and wax off a guy's ear. Mm-hmm. That you know, he probably got in a fight more than once. <laughs> and and you know, this is my kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I, I can just totally relate. Yet he totally immerses himself. He he totally gives in to everything that Jesus has for him yeah. and carries, as Pastor Judy said, carries the very presence of God wherever he goes. And they don't have a word for that, so they call it a shadow. But the very essence of God is so large in him that it is just radiating out from him. Mm. And if people fall into that, aura, if you will, mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna be touched by the very presence of God. Things are gonna happen. <laughs> Things are gonna happen. And it might be a healing. It might be, you know, who knows what it's gonna be, but God is all about life. Yeah. And wholeness. Yeah. yeah. It's just oh yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> there are those that say that the gift of healing and some other gifts are no longer valid today. That they went away when like the apostles passed away, that that was for back then. Those people would be called cessationists today. Uh, what do you think, Pastor Chuck? <laughs> um, not to not to get into a heavy discussion on any of that, but number <laughs> one, I don't don't see any scripture uh, that says that it's gone away. 
that it stopped or ceased. And number two, based upon my own personal experience, uh, I have seen many, many times God function in such a way that you you just cannot deny healing and miracles. You just cannot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We have seen too much. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen too much. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, the thing is, you find what you look for. To the pure, all things are pure. To the defiled, all things are evil and wicked. Yeah. Mm. So if I'm looking for miracles, if I'm looking for the presence of God, if I'm looking to be used, I'm going to find it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see it. Absolutely. I, I don't know how... Like Pastor Judy just said, if you start looking for those things of God, you're going to see Him, even in the small things. I mean, right. just yeah, we're we're supposedly entering spring. Hopefully, it won't snow between now and whatever. <laughs> but uh, you know, we're we're the middle of coming up on the middle of, of <laughs> April. Um, it, it just if if you look outside and you see the metamorphosis of just nature itself taking place. Uh, it, it's looking for the things of God. You know, I'm sorry, man did not create that. Man mm-hmm. did not engineer any of that. Uh, <laughs> it, it's I, I, I'm driving up here today to do the podcast, and I'm seeing the leaves on the trees coming out. I'm seeing the blossoms on the cherry trees, Daffodils and it are just, out. Uh, yeah, it yeah. just, it just. How can you deny? And so, if you look for those things, you're going to find them. It just that's just the way it is. And uh, as you do, then our faith grows, our trust, our belief, our our willingness to, to step into those things increases. Yeah. You will find what you look for. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. A couple of stories. I'm at a conference again, um, and this is back east. Uh, was this back enough... in your conference days? Yeah, yeah. No, actually, I went for, for the education, and it was a Randy Clark conference again, and he had a speaker there, and I don't honestly don't remember the, the gentleman's name, but he operated in the gift of faith and uh, healings and miracles, and he was calling people out of the um, audience, and uh, my friend Steve Tall and I were sitting center section just a little bit to the left and about four or five rows up from the from the floor of the platform and uh he calls out this uh, older woman she comes down the word of knowledge is is functioning um he said i believe that you have a pacemaker and she said yes i do and then um he said, oh, and God just told me you also have a defibrillator. She said, yes, I do. I have both of those. She said, I have one here and put her hand on her on her chest, and I have one here and put her hand on the other side of her chest. This gentleman said, well, I, I believe that God has told me he wants to repair your heart and that he'll take care of those. Can I pray for you? And she said, yes. And so he prayed over her. And in that process of praying, uh, he would carry on conversation with with the audience and explain what he felt God was doing. And then he'd turn his attention back to her and say, do you feel anything happening? And her response was, yes, my I'm feeling in, in my chest is very warm. It's very hot. And he said, well, the Lord's going to remove those, those devices that are in your chest. And uh, Steve and I are sitting there and we're watching and, and listening to all of this happening. We literally could smell the smell of metal, hot metal. Hmm. 
this was the morning service. She, we broke for lunch. She came back the afternoon service with x-rays from her doctor. And the defibrillator and the pacemaker were no longer in her body. Wow. Explain that. I cannot. I cannot either. <laughs> uh, see, that's that's the miracle. Yeah. That's the faith. That's the that's putting all of the assets that God has deposited in His creation, and that's us, and allowing Him to do what only He can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw this. You cannot take that away from me. Yeah. As I don't care what you say, you will never convince me that it's not real. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'll say a personal uh, story here as well. You know, in the age that we live in today, I think the medical community has incredible, made incredible strides in being able to heal people and and, uh, and fix things. About five years ago, I actually severed my quad tendon. Ow. And uh, just above my uh, my left knee. Yeah. It it does feel good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) At the end of the surgery, you look at your knee and it looks like Dr. Frankenstein. Oh. worked on your knee and it's like, oh my goodness, is this what I'm going to look like for the rest of my life? You know, yeah. type thing. Now today, if you would look at my knee, you would see, you know, a thin line, but it's nothing like, like that. And so my point is that the surgeon, after he got done with the surgery, he did his thing, but he can't heal me from that point out. No. All the rest of that healing time, that was God. That was your body that God created. Amen doing the healing. And I know there's a lot of people praying for me too. Right. And my knee is like solid. It's it's better than my other knee that hasn't been operated on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's an amazing thing. So yeah, the, the medical community today, medical science community, man, they, they do awesome things, Yeah. but they can only do so much. They can fix certain things, yeah. but then your body through God is going to heal the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, thanks, Dave, for that testimony, because I believe that people need to hear those things. People need to to understand that God is God, and he's going to do what he wants to do. He's going to do what nobody else can do. He's going to do the impossible. He's going to do the miraculous. It's just, you know, there are so mm-hmm. many stories that we could all tell oh, definitely. about, you know, the miraculous and, and the healings and, and, and just God showing up. Old Testament alone, Scripture, you know, the Israelites are standing at the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, how, how does that happen? Last week I was at a conference down at SRC and uh, Charlie Champ was there and he was uh, praying over people. And he, he, at least this time, he did it in an unusual way. I mean, he didn't lay hands on people and say, oh, you're healed. You know, he just stood on the stage and said, okay, put your hand, mm-hmm. you know, on yourself Amen. and stuff. And then after that, he had people come forward and uh, share their testimony. There were 40. <laughs> I mean, there were a lot of people that came <clears throat> forward with yeah. testimonies of healing. And one woman in particular, because I just recently had surgery to remove lumps from my neck and my back, she went up and she said she had lumps. She had this huge lump on her neck, which deformed her neck, but it was gone. Wow. You know, it was yeah. gone. Yeah. And I thought, oh man, 
I wish I could have seen it before, mm, you know, yeah. but she had a whole circle of people around her that had, you know, could testify and verify. Yeah. The challenge I have is when people, either through fear um, or hesitancy, would cast doubt on those types of healings. Mm-hmm. Um, and possibly it's because they haven't been exposed to the love of God. Amen. Or they've been, you know, challenged or disappointed or hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, my well, prayer, and and there have been you know fakes. TV healers yeah. and things like that that have absolutely. that have uh, caused a lot of absolutely. I mean they've they've harmed yes. God's rep. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So well said, though, in <laughs> that just trusting God, having that relationship to the point where we go back to faith, we go back to. You know mm-hmm. what do you what do you really believe in? Mm-hmm. Who are you really who are you really going to trust? Who are you going to listen to? My goodness, our God is so good. He yeah. is so big. It's it's. I went in for heart surgery a number of years ago, and this was after I didn't feel good for the longest time, and the whole time I'm praying, and I didn't tell my wife because that's what guys do. I'm fine, and. <laughs> And the whole time I'm, I'm praying to God, he keeps telling me, I got your back. Mm. Literally those words, I got your back. Mm. I got your back. I got your back. And finally it got bad enough. I told my wife, we go to the doctor. They immediately refer me to a cardiologist and he starts running me through tests. And in a series of a week, I had four tests that proved that I had clogged or plugged arteries. Uh, one of them was 90% plugged in the lower left quadrant of my heart. Got the pictures, got the whole works, everything. Go in for surgery, and as I'm laying on the table, the guy who's the head surgical nurse, it's a guy, uh, Hispanic young man, he walks in, and I don't remember his name, but we got to chatting, and and I uh, told him I was a believer. What do you do? I'm a pastor. Oh, awesome. So the assistant walks in, and it's another young man. Well, he's a believer also, so now there's... <laughs> Two or three of us gathered together, and yeah. we're having church in the operating room, right? <laughs> and uh, uh, as the doctor walks in, snapping his gloves on, he says, okay, let's get ready. And uh, so wheeling me into position under the lights and whatnot, the head surgical nurse leans over to me and says, I got your back. Uh. Now, you know, and that was just before I went out. Mm-hmm. And I wake up in my room. Um, and the whole deal was going to take like 30 minutes to fix what the issue was. They were going to put a stint in me and anything less than 20 minutes, uh, meant that I would have to go in for open heart surgery and the doctor would come Mm -hmm. out and tell my wife, well, he showed up out in the waiting room and about 12 minutes after surgery started. So my (laughs) wife is thinking either one, I'm dead or they're doing open heart surgery. Mm And uh, the issue was they got me back into the room. They found absolutely nothing Wow. Nothing. No clog. I said my arteries were cleaner than a whistle. They looked like a 20-year-old. Now, you know, this was <laughs> 10 years ago, so back then I was 65. Yeah. Uh, you know, that is the that is the miracle working I guess. of God. You know, man had absolutely nothing to do with that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It just... I got the the pictures to prove it. Yeah. So again, (laughs) 
Don't try to convince me. I'm a believer. <laughs> like a visual proof. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's jump into the gift of miracles, since we're kind of already there. Yeah. That is the next gift of the Spirit. And I was listening to uh, Chuck Smith of Calvary Chapel. He said, if you can buy Genesis 1-1, where God created the heavens and the earth, then you should have no problem with the rest of the book. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. (laughs) Because it sets the parameters of how awesome God is. How big. If he can do that, then what can't he do? He can certainly perform miracles. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So why don't people believe in miracles? Well, I think it has to do with with our relationship with him. So if we don't believe that God did that, and there are many people alive today that don't believe that God is God, and they're going to have a very skewed vision of of what he is capable of doing. Basically, he's not capable of doing those type of things. Right. They don't believe in the supernatural, and that is the realm that God works in. And is it a unbelief in the supernatural or an unbelief that God would do that, or it is an unbelief in God would do that for me, that God sees me in such a light or in such a fashion that mm. I'm worthy enough that he would even do that for me. And yeah, again, I've been that, there. That, that goes back to some of our first podcasts together where we talked about relationship and how important it is that we cultivate his presence, so we fully understand his heart for us. I mean, his heart for mm-hmm. us is his very best, and his very best is health, wholeness, everything that the kingdom has to offer for us. Yeah. But our unbelief, whatever that is caused by or looks like, keeps us from stepping into that place. That's lack of faith, that's lack mm-hmm. of trust, that's um, all of the above. And so it may not necessarily believe that I don't believe or be that I don't believe. It may be that I don't believe that it's for me or that God would do this for me. I'm not worthy. I struggled with that personally for years. You know, I'm sitting here with serious back issues and I continue to pray and believe that God will heal my back. At this point in time, he has not done that. Mm-hmm. Why? Is that on me or is that on him? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have that answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have all seen the gift of healing being played out. Absolutely. But we also know that there are also people that have not been healed. Yeah. And we don't necessarily have the answers for that. No. I wish we did. I wish we knew. My gosh. You've just reminded me. My mother-in-law had a procedure done that had a 95% success rate. But for every 95%, there's 5% that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. don't experience. She did not survive the surgery. Mm. So she had, you know, made it back to the room. And apparently what happened was the surgeon nicked one of her arteries, coming, mm. bringing a scope out, which happens frequently and... In the 95% of the cases, it's not an issue. But for her, it was. And we're in her room, and they're talking about, you know, it's not going to, this isn't going to go well. And I go, all right, I am going to pray over my mother-in-law, and I would like anybody who does not have faith to leave the room. Amen. 
And some people did. I mean, she had a whole team of people in her room. And there was one guy who stayed. I guess he had to stay because he was operating the equipment or something. Mm -hmm. And I'm trusting that it was a believer. But I prayed. I thanked God for her. Uh, and I just prayed for her healing. I said, God, this healing is not coming from this place, but it can come from you. Yeah. you know? And my husband, my kids were there. Uh, Chris's brother and his wife, and I think their son was there. And he, uh, my sister-in-law isn't a firm believer, but I still, I just went for it. <laughs> and at the end, the nurse came back in and said, do we pull the plug or what? What do you want to do? They'd given her something like 18 pints of blood. I mean, they had really gone there. Yeah. And they decided to pull the plug. It wasn't even three minutes probably until she passed after they pulled. And I sat there and I was thinking, God, you did not heal her. <laughs> and I'm having a hard time wrapping my brain around. <laughs> and then as I pondered that, a whole lot of things went through my mind, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like pride in having people leave the room that weren't of faith, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you're going to somehow interrupt God's ability to heal her. Like that felt, was I too show, showy, you know? Yeah. But at the end, I just came down to God. You love her more than I do. She's had a rich life, you know, very full life. She got to see her daughter married and uh, that was cool. Okay. Mm -hmm. She's yours, you know, and then I just had to let it go. Yeah. But for quite a while, that haunted me. Yeah, sometimes we we, we do. Thanks for sharing that. That's, mm -hmm. that's something that I think all of us can relate to because we get into those discussions. I don't know about anybody else, but I've been mad at God more than once. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> So he and I have had numerous discussions <laughs> like, how come, why not, and, mm -hmm. you know, all the rest of those things. It wasn't so much anger. It yeah. was... Feeling let down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Which which in itself is a little bit of frustration and yeah. anger. But yeah. um, one of the things I think we have to look at when those circumstances, and, and I'm glad you brought that up, Pastor Judy, just because I think it's important that we understand that God's best is what he wants for everybody. And our prayers and our hopes and our desires and even our own expectations aren't necessarily in alignment with what God has. And, and I know that sounds philosophical, but that's the truth of it. Mm -hmm. And so I think when those things happen, one of the things that my wife and I have come to the place in our life as we've watched God answer a lot of prayers and answer all of the prayers, actually, but a lot of them not even the way that we prayed or hoped they would turn out, is that why did that person pass on? Why did they cross over? Why did they die? Why did they, you know, why are they no longer with us? I don't have those answers except that, you know, again, God wants the very best. So what, what did he save them from in right. the future? Mm -hmm. Right. You know, what, yeah. is he, what has he protected them from in the future? Yeah. And those are some of the things that have helped us step through, mm -hmm. understanding that God hears all your prayers right. and he will answer prayers, but he'll answer prayers according to his will, not ours. 
Yeah. And uh, it's important that we, we realize that. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the gift of miracles. I can see God giving people the gift of healing, the gift of faith. So when I think the gift of miracles, that's beyond healing. That's, that's crazy stuff. I think that would be a hard gift to handle. To steward? <laughs> to steward, yes. Because if you have <laughs> the power to do crazy stuff, even if it's for God, how do you, how do you keep that in line? I would think your, your human nature would take over at some point. I, I, it just seems to me that I think there's very few people that probably have that gift. Like I said, I think there's people that have the gift of healing, the gift of faith, the gift of prophecy. But I would think there, that would be a gift that would be issued out very sparingly. What do you think? Um, you have a point, but I, I again, I'm, I, I'm, I'm liable to disagree from the standpoint of God is is equal in everything that He does. I'm no better than you. You're no better than me. Mm-hmm. We're not any better than Pastor Judy on around the circle. It, it is, uh, I believe it is the same for the assets of the kingdom, that one is not any more special than another one. I believe that people, uh, as they step into the fullness and an obedience of who he is in their lives and just willing to submit and 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 let him have his way is how he is going to represent himself in those gifts, uh, one of them being miracles. Uh, but I think we, we, we tend to take miracles and make them this big, splashy thing. And, and granted, they are. It's, it's amazing. I mean, parting of the Red Sea, uh, when the Israelites cross the Jordan River, it says the water rushed backwards. Mm-hmm. And, and they they've determined that somewhere between 12 and 15 miles upstream (laughs) and the ground was instantly dry. I mean, they walked across on dry ground. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't muddy. How does that happen? Uh, You know, water into wine. We could go on and on and on. Jesus walking on water, Peter walking on water, the instant uh, translation of the boat from the middle of the lake to the other side of the the lake. Uh, You know, it's just on and on and on. And those are big, those are flashy, those are amazing things in the New Testament. But even our day-to-day, the fact that I woke up this morning and I drew a breath and my heart continues to beat mm-hmm. on a regular beat, that's a miracle. Yeah. I mean, we are, every day we are a walking miracle and we have the opportunity to, again, observing, as Pastor Judy said in the last podcast, I believe it was, that just learning to look and see and recognize the goodness of who he is and everything that we do and say, look for the, look for the, the, the miracles, look for the health, look for the healing, look for the signs and wonders. And as we do that, then I believe that miracles are out there on every day. We're involved in them. Mm -hmm. Uh, The fact that I can see, I don't wear glasses except to read. I'm 75 years old. Why? Because at the age of 30, God touched my eyes, took away my glasses, my corrective lens requirement on my driver's license, and I haven't had to have mm. glasses since. <laughs> that's a miracle. Yeah, it is. is I mean, miracle. that's not only healing, that's a miracle. Yeah. I mean, you just can't recognizing even those little things. 
Well, salvation is a miracle. Absolutely. When somebody comes to Christ, that is a miracle. That is life transforming. So Amen. True. So, so true. So that right there is a miracle. So I, yeah, I totally get that. You know, <laughs> and, and again, I think you're right to the point of, uh, you know, we may not see the big, flashy, amazing, you know, bridge over troubled water type miracles uh, as often as, as maybe we would like to. And part of that might be because... Uh, one, it's not necessary. Two, that you do have to be, I think you have to be strong in your faith to be able to handle, mm -hmm. you know, uh, a, a, any gift. Mm -hmm. But some are going to be more than others. I was prophesied over in January of 1978. Um, I just received the Lord in October of 1977. And one of the there were two prophecies. One, would I be going to Africa and I would be preaching to millions? And two, that I would lay hands on the dead and they would rise up. Number one, I've done. And there's a story in that one. Number two, has yet to happen. And I keep asking God, why and why not? And he said, because the power of life and death is in your touch when I grant that to you, when I release mm -hmm. that to you. And until you come to that place where you have an understanding of my heart for whoever it is, I can't release that to you. We need to understand the love and the fullness of our Father and how he cares for his creation, his children. And when that happens, then the, those miracles, mm -hmm. those, those amazing signs and wonders can be released. But man... You carry the power of life and death, not only in your mouth, but in your touch as you step into the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Good, I, I, I totally believe that God can use anybody at any time. Oh, absolutely. To do anything. Yeah. And so, yeah, if he's got it in his mind that uh, this Thursday at one o'clock, <laughs> Chuck, he's going to make you uh, part the waters of somewhere that. <laughs> yeah. No. Totally. He's going to give you the ability to do that. Yeah. You know? Not that you're looking for it. And maybe that's where I was coming from. It's like, I don't think that's a gift you want to seek after. Well, the, the Word asks us to seek after those gifts. But I, I'm going going to go back to what Pastor Judy said. And, and I so appreciate her her ability to, to describe it's seeking after His presence. It's, it's going for His presence. It's yeah. going for who He is. And as we do, then those gifts are going to be there. I mean, it's it's like when you when you buy a car, okay. I, I want this car. It's shiny. It's pretty. It's <laughs> da 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 da. You get everything that's inside of it. You know, you get all the goodies. Mm -hmm. You get the heat, the mm -hmm. seat heaters. You get the air conditioning. You get that. You know, you get all that stuff. What's well, the same thing as God? And I'm not saying he's you know beautiful and shiny, which he probably is. But <laughs> uh, it's it's when we accept and receive the fullness of who he is, we get all that stuff. Yeah. Somebody who Amen. who I've observed who walks in miracles and who walks in healings and it, there's two men, Richard Gordon and Charlie Shamp. Yeah. And uh Richard was speaking at this conference I was at and he shared I we pray for encounters. You Encountering God has got to be your first priority as a Christian. He goes, but I want to tell you 
It isn't, uh, I've encountered God today. Yeah. Oh, and I've encountered God three days ago. <laughs> because mm. I live, he, I live in encounter with God 24-7. I live in an encounter with God 24-7. And he, he does. I mean, I have no doubt about that. Oh, yeah. He is filled with so much joy. I think of um, Dr. Maiden, Michael Maiden. Yeah. He was taking a nap on a Sunday and he was sleeping. I don't remember exactly who it was, but the president of some company or country even called him and said, I need you to speak a word over me. I need help for this. So Mary went in, woke him up. He picked up the phone, gave it, gave him the word, then hung up the phone, went back to sleep. And he goes, I was... Um, asked, how can you do that? Don't you need to get into the spirit? And he goes, I live there. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't have to get anywhere. I yeah. live there. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I think that's something that we should all aspire after. Absolutely. And, and we have those examples that are walking the earth today mm-hmm. that are, are, I don't want to use the word cloning, but they're exampling Jesus himself, and they're even exampling um, the Peters and, mm-hmm. the, and you know the the apostles uh, back in the in the first church at the beginning, and, and it is the focus of who he is. It isn't my gift. It isn't my calling. It isn't it isn't me. It's got nothing to do with me. Toby Mac said this when. Uh, DC Talk went on an intermission, and that's what they called it in 2000. And they're still, according to him, they're still on this intermission. But he said this, he said, I knew that we had lost it when the product became more important than the people. And he was aspiring for excellence in the craft that he was in, but he lost sight of the people. Mm-hmm. And as we walk out as believers and Christians, we should aspire for the presence of God for the people. My job, my responsibility as a leader, as a pastor, is to demonstrate the goodness of God wherever I go. Take him with me. I don't even take him with me. He goes where I go where he's going. And that's Mm -hmm. the clue to it. If he moves, I have to move. Yeah. It's Moses said it in in Exodus. He says, "You know, Lord, if you don't go with us, we're not going. Because if you don't go with us, we're going to look like everybody else." Yeah. And, and I think that that's part of that walking in miracles, walking in any of the signs and wonders, is understanding that we have to position ourselves there. And we, you know, boy, grab a hold of his hem of his garment <laughs> and yeah. don't let go. Look at you bringing Toby back into this conversation, you hipster. I know, Man, I know. I'm telling you what. <laughs> <It's just laughs> he's deep. Yes, he's got yes. many layers. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, and that's a word for me that this is an area that I probably need to increase my faith in. That these are things that can, that can happen and yeah. that do happen. Okay, well, that is going to wrap up this version of uh, the That's God podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we're going to continue moving forward as we go through the uh, gifts of the Spirit, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, everybody. God bless. Bye. Bye. Bye.